You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you've got this. Well, here we are, friends, gathered together for more fun times. Good times, fun times. If you are staying back late, waking up early in preparation for Mother's Day, I will tell you right now, this too shall pass. Make the most of it. Burn the candle from both ends. Turn on the groovy music, which is weird because I don't think you can be listening to music and this podcast at the same time, but when you need to. Turn on the groovy music. Head down, bum up, get to work, get the orders out the door, and know that it is 100% worth it. Enjoy some of it, whatever parts you can enjoy. It's going to be astounding to see what happens and to know that when the next podcast comes out, it will all be over. Isn't that crazy to think? Crazy to think that all we're experiencing right now is this moment in time. Anyway, my brain has been going off in so many different directions this morning because at this moment in time, I am sorting through pulling together Instagram Masterclass, which I feel like is my new favorite thing of the 927 favorite things I've ever done in my life. This is 928. Because for so long, for so many years, I thought, why is this not working? Why, if I do Instagram the way other people teach it, who are in other industries, why it no worky? (laughs) It no worky. But then I tried a few things. And friends, it is magic. So I'm packaging it all up in an online course called the Instagram Masterclass for Florists. It will be available in a few days. I will make the announcement on Instagram, give you guys a little bit of warning as to when it's going to be available. But if you don't want to wait and you want to get in on the good stuff, you will also get the Instagram Masterclass for free if you sign up to my one-on-one program. There you go. That's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. I want to jump into today's podcast because I feel like this is going to change your world. And I want to talk you through the importance and the process of being able to articulate for yourself what is possible. My story around this exercise is jumping in to the deep end in terms of flowering buying a retail shop, setting up a wedding and events business, and knowing that you're going to be so far out of your comfort zone, you're going to say yes to everything that comes your way. And then all of a sudden, you look up for a split second, and you wonder, how the shit balls did I end up here? In my vision and in my dreams of running and creating a floral design business, this was not it. It's so easy as business owners 
to feel like you are in the reactive rat race, to be reacting to when the phone rings, to be reacting to the email inquiries, to being reacting and having the customer have complete authority over the type of work that you're making, the time you're delivering the arrangements, literally every detail, having your clients dictate to you what kind of flowers are put in the bouquets, even though you are the expert. It's a really interesting dynamic that happens by default and it happens by a level of unconsciousness where in the first, I would say, 12, 24, 36, 48 months of building your business, you feel so grateful for anybody just giving you money to play with flowers. And then you do that week in, week out, month in, month out, all of a sudden years have gone by, years. And you're wondering, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is not what I had envisioned. This is not the business I wanted to be running. And I am hearing from so many of you right now that that is exactly what's happening. Our businesses, in some cases, have been slammed up against the wall. I imagine like the cartoon, good old days of Tweety Bird and the cartoon. It's like they've literally just flown into the wall and smacked to the ground. (laughs) That's what's happened. If your business was primarily weddings and events and you turned over 100, 150, 200, I don't know, $300,000 in a year just doing weddings and events, that business is not what's happening right now. The people who are making very good money right now are the people who have either pivoted or gone all in on everyday flowers and daily flower deliveries, which I have to say, one of my all-time favorite things is when my students message me and say, I am making so much money right now, I've never been busier. It is blowing my mind because I want you to know it is entirely possible, 100% possible to have a floral design business that you actually like working in. Should I repeat that? You can own a floral design business that you actually like working in. Now I know that's going to blow your mind. That's going to be something that you're like, no way, this is supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be really awful and I'm supposed to suffer. Mm-mm. People, we are a blessed group of designers on this planet who can have a job that's incredibly fulfilling, add value to this planet, create an emotional connection between two people, three people, four people that love each other, and make good money. We are so blessed, but so often, so often, my students put their hand up and come to me because they have hit the wall. You realize it's just this churn and burn. And in actual fact, you've fallen out of love with flowers. Here is the best news you're going to hear all day, possibly all week, possibly the best news you might hear of 2020. And if you're listening to this in the future, maybe it's the best news you're going to hear of whatever year it is. Here we go, people. You are in charge of the business that you run. 
you can actually control everything about your business. You can control the type of work that you do. You can control the type of customers that you work with. You can control the types of venues that you work at. You can control the types of ingredients that you're delivering for Mother's Day. Seriously, your business, your rules. But learning how to take charge, learning to be the captain of your ship is a challenge. But I know it's a challenge that you're up for. Absolutely, 100%, no doubt in my mind. Simply becoming aware of the fact that your business right now is not being done on your terms is the most pivotal step. Raising your consciousness around the fact that your business as it sits right now, in whatever shape and form it is, in whatever, how many months you've been doing this, however many years you've been doing this, however many decades this has been happening, your business right now is not on your terms, but it's okay. The fact that you are aware of it, the fact that you don't want to tolerate it anymore is the key to change. Because I will tell you right now, it is entirely possible, and in fact, I would encourage you to begin to work through the process of identifying the type of business you do want to be running. And it's a little bit like putting on your big girl pants, growing up and saying, you know what, no more. I am going to put my foot down and I am going to figure out how to turn this business into the type of business I want to be running. Because you did not go into business to be pushed around and bullied by your clients. You did not go into business to barely cover your costs. You did not go into business to wake up at four o'clock on a Saturday morning so you could finish the bouquets and think through the ceiling installation and do all of the things. You did not go into business so that you could be run ragged off your feet every single day. And you don't have to. Really, you can set your business up on your terms. But the thing that is preventing you from making that happen is giving yourself permission to actually sit down and identify the type of business you want to be running. Way back in the way back days, go back in the way back machine, in the early days of us running our business, there was so much to learn that I decided I was gonna get all in on the learning. Get me up to speed on understanding the mechanics, the design, color palettes, seasonality, customer service, you name it. So much to learn. And then it's like something snaps in you. And I do remember this moment. I remember this moment so vividly because I was standing there doing flat lay foliage, bane of my existence. And the photographer came into the room and she said, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I was completely gobsmacked. Can you imagine me being short on words? I couldn't even put on my nicest customer service voice. I couldn't even pretend. Literally jaw dropped to the floor. And I know it's because I was running ragged and it was wedding, I think number six, possibly number seven of that entire weekend. I've completely lost track. That experience happened on a Sunday afternoon and in direct contrast 
the very next morning, I had one of the most amazing experiences of my floral design life. Twice in my floral design career, I had the privilege of being able to go to the home of a gentleman that had passed away. This is the best bit. The men in both of these relationships were the gardeners. In both instances, elderly gentlemen had passed away. The wives and the family wanted me to go into their garden, pick all of the ingredients and make all of the funeral flowers out of things from their garden. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And to top it off, in this instance, in this first instance of being able to go into Dorothy's backyard, pick through, literally meander through her garden, pick anything I wanted, make the arrangements on site, there was a terrific thunder and lightning storm happening. Like the kind that you don't experience unless you're in like Ontario or somewhere in the States that's like Ontario, like where those massive thunderstorms happen. This was all happening at about eight o'clock in the morning and it was like something from a movie while I am running around the backyard, making all this happen and contemplating my life choices going no more. I want more. No longer am I going to tolerate our customers being the ones who get to dictate the terms of our agreement. No, thank you. Last time I checked, I owned this business. We get to decide how this whole thing operates. We're going to tell you how this ship is run. From that moment forward, I took a totally different perspective, opened my eyes and said, what kind of business do I want to be running? Do I want to have a retail shop? Do we want to work from home? Do we want to do big scale weddings? Do we even want to sell gerbers, gladiolas, you name it? Do we want to do any of this? So I want to talk you through this process because it will blow your mind. And I want to give you permission to expand your imagination, to tap into your feelings and your emotion and your body to really know that you are allowed to run whatever kind of business you want to run. But the power is in identifying the kind of business you want to run. Instead of assuming you need to say yes to every opportunity that's floating around in the ether, if you, at this moment in time, sit down with a pen and a piece of paper, close your eyes and write out what your dream business would look like, then we can set you on the path to get there. But I want to remind you, you don't have to do anything ever, literally. That's a fact. You actually don't have to do anything. Just because you may have bought a business in one state doesn't mean it needs to stay in that state. Just because you're currently doing large scale weddings doesn't mean that that needs to be the way of the future. Just because you're doing $30 posies doesn't mean that that's going to be the way that you need to continue on. Just because you're doing $1,000 weddings doesn't mean that that's the way that it needs to be from now until the forever of end of time. But the power sits in you opening your mind and allowing yourself to explore the type of business you want to be running. Give yourself the space and the time to do that. If you're toiling away in your studio, if you're driving to the wholesalers, driving to the markets, allow your brain to wander. Skip over the judgment, skip over the what if scenarios and just begin to identify the type 
of business you want to be working in because you don't need a certain level of experience. You don't need a certain type of customer. You don't need to go to somebody's workshop to have some sort of qualification, to have some sort of certification, to have X number of years of experience under your belt. In fact, you don't need a retail shop. You don't need a studio. You get to decide the entire scope of the business you want to be running. Literally step one, sit down with pen and paper and open your mind to what you actually want. No longer do you need to live by default. No longer do you need to say yes to every opportunity that comes your way. I want you right now to as articulately, specifically, doesn't need to be succinct in any capacity, write down for yourself exactly the type of business you want to be running. I am going to go through a few ideas with you to show you just how specific you can get, but I want you to be entirely selfish. Do you want to only work in a specific number of color palettes? Do you only want to work with specific kinds of ingredients? Do you only want to work with specific kinds of people? Do you want to have a customer facing retail experience? Do you want to do 200 deliveries a week? Would you rather do a handful of very well curated and thoughtful large scale weddings in a year? Do you want to host workshops? Do you want to have a studio that people can come in and experience your whole flowering magic firsthand? Everything is up for grabs, people, everything. Do you want to do all gerbera installations? Do you want to do all phalaenopsis orchids bouquets? Literally, I want you to clean the slate, no excuses, no judgment, no needing to rationalize your decisions to anyone. I want you to paint yourself the perfect picture of your ideal business. I want you to allow yourself to dream. Now let's get into a few specifics. One, I am going to assume we're going to work towards some sort of sales volume that's in the ballpark of $200,000 a year. And I know for some of you, that number is going to make you want to shit your fur pants, which is okay. And there's very much a lot of intention behind me talking about that. For others, you might be like, oh, dude, that is nowhere near enough. Fine. I know you know how to use a calculator. I know how you know how to do the math. We're going to assume $200,000 a year. First iteration of that might look like intimate weddings, small family gatherings. Every booking is going to average around $2,000. If you want to make $200,000 a year, it means you're going to do 100 $2,000 weddings per year. And I will tell you right now, those $2,000 weddings per year can actually be very easy. That $2,000 might include four bouquets, and an archway setup, or maybe it's three bouquets, five buttonholes, and a collection of bud vases. Literally $2,000 can be a very simple, straightforward wedding. You absolutely could, I reckon, with the help of one, maybe two people, and they don't need to be all that experienced, you could very effortlessly pull that off. I'm not even kidding you. That could literally be a $200,000 business. There you go. Take that idea, run with it. Or 
you could still do $200,000 wedding business, but your focus, your desire is an average of $20,000 per wedding. And you want to put your time and energy into planning all the details. So your effort and your focus moves much more into production, large scale events design, planning, managing a team. You've got, let's say, four week lead up to the wedding where you're actually going to start planning through linen hire, styling, event day run sheets, combinations of elevated arrangements and compote, ceremony feature, bridal table and personals because you love all of the moving pieces of large scale events. And that is what you want to do. And you want to set yourself up as a event production magician. That is another option. Of course, you can have anywhere in between the $2,000 and the $20,000 mark. Use your imagination. Allow yourself to define what you want your business to look like. And you could also decide you want to turn over $200,000 a year in everyday flowers without a physical customer facing retail shop. What? Yeah, I know. Blow your mind. $200,000 in everyday flowers without a retail shop front. My dream. Then I don't have to deal with customers coming in and asking me questions. Thanks for coming. <laughs> you are going to take my advice and you're going to set your online catalog up because you know that your entire website presence is basically the new version of having a retail shop. And you're going to set your product catalog up with an average of $95 per order. Means... You're going to strive for 21 orders, 21, could you imagine? 2,100 orders a year, right? $95 an order, 2,100 orders a year, or somewhere between 30 and 40 deliveries a week, plus Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Some of those numbers give and take, but you get the math. $200,000, no shop front, $95 per order, $2,100 in a year means 30 to 40 orders per week plus Valentine's Day plus Mother's Day. I'll tell you that $200,000 is not <laughs> going to be made on $30 posies. I'm sure that it could be, but it makes me tired thinking about it. I don't even know how many $30 posies you'd need to make for a $200,000 business. But part of my subliminal messaging that is officially now not subliminal is set your sights higher. $200,000. Let's set that as your 12-month goal. Get out of the world of offering fucking $30 posies. You deserve more than that. And if your brain is coming in and telling you, no, this is not possible. I'm not allowed to do that. I want you to park those thoughts for the minute. This week's homework exercise is to simply identify the dream business you want to be having. Now, I am also going to seed the thought of you could build a 200,000 floral design business based purely on workshops and education. Let's assume in this particular scenario, we're going to have our average student tuition is going to be $1,000. I haven't really based that on anything other than this is going to be some sort of multi-day experience or it's like a recurring thing that happens over Tuesday nights, 60, 90 minutes, four weeks. I don't know, right? But we're going to assume each student is paying tuition of $1,000. 
200 students over the course of a year gets you $200,000. So maybe it's 10 students per session. So you're hosting 20 sessions over the course of 52 weeks. That sounds totally doable, my friends. Or taking this workshop thing in a totally different angle. Your average cost per student, so their tuition is 250. Maybe you're doing a standard bouquet making or table arrangement, something or other, right? $250 per student, it's a one-off workshop, means you need to have 800 students over the course of a year. We're gonna assume in that instance, you have 15 students per session. 15 students means you need to have, or you need to host 16 workshops per year. So your energy and your effort goes into building a business that allows you to work 16 workshops per year. Realistically, maybe those 16 workshops are held on a Saturday and a Sunday, which means you could actually build a $200,000 floral design business by hosting a workshop on a Saturday and a Sunday of eight weekends of your life. People, it is totally possible. Plus, because we have so much flexibility in terms of being able to offer our floral design services to a multitude of customers, your $200,000 business could be some combination of all of these things, or two of these things, or mainly one of these things and then something else of these things. You get to decide. I will also tell you right now, you get to decide exactly the type of arrangements you make, the type of bouquets that you make, whether you do installations or don't do installations. All of it is up for negotiation, literally. I want to grant you permission to clean off the slate. Any expectations, just check them at the door. Right now, I want you to tap into what kind of business you want to be running, literally. Now, your homework for this week, my friends, pen and paper, and allow your daydreaming brain to go as wild and crazy as you like. And I want you to articulate and write down for yourself on a pen and a piece of paper, the type of business you want to be running. What kind of flowers do you want to be working with? What color palettes do you want to be working with? What combination of dried and fresh product do you want to be working with? Do you want to have a home-based studio? Do you want to rent a space? Do you want to have a customer-facing retail experience? Do you want to be doing weddings? What kind of weddings do you want to be doing? Do you want to be doing everyday flower deliveries? What kind of everyday flower deliveries do you want to be doing? Do you want to be hosting workshops? What do you want those workshops to be about? All of it. Every single detail is up for grabs and I want you to close your eyes and grant yourself total permission, total permission to document the business of your dreams. And I want you to write it all down. Every detail that you can think of, I want you to be as selfish, self-centered, girl boss as you can in this exact instance. And then I want you to close your book. I want you to get back into everyday life. And then I want you to come back and revisit what you wrote in 48 hours. Allow it to percolate. 
you will no doubt come up with even more details or you might decide, oh no, it's not quite this, but it's this thing over here. Come back and revisit it. And then know that next week we're going to come back for week two of the podcast because the thing that's going to come up and bubble up underneath the surface for you is the 9,999,815 reasons you think you cannot do what you've written on that piece of paper. So no need to panic, my friends. I will be back here next week to talk you through the next step in this exercise. And trust me when I tell you, every minute that you spend thinking about the type of business you want to be running is so powerful. Because at the end of the day, you are the business owner. This is your ship. You get to decide what direction it heads in. You get to decide how big the ship is. We can carry this metaphor on forever, right? You get to decide what kind of outfits everyone is wearing on the ship. You get to decide whether it's a sailboat or a motorboat or some fancy extreme yacht. You get to decide all of it. But if you're stuck in this world of habitual, repeat, yes customer, okay customer, whatever you say customer, you are going to beat yourself up. It is literally going to erode away at your soul. So save yourself from yourself. Give yourself some space. If you're in the car driving to the market, if you're in the studio by yourself, feeling a little bit sorry for yourself about the whole situation and why you're the one that has to work late and nobody else does everything right. Because <laughs> those are all normal thoughts to have, correct? But in that instance, I want you to know to allow your brain to daydream. Don't cut it off. Don't cut it short. Don't prevent yourself from giving yourself the A-okay to say, okay, if I was living on a different planet, if I could restart this whole thing, if it was a totally different world, what kind of business would I be running? What kind of designs would I be creating? What kind of flowers would I be working with? What kind of color palettes? Would I have a shop? Would I not have a shop? Etc. 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 Give yourself complete permission to explore the possibility. And next week, friends, we'll come back for part two. So have a beautiful day. Take it all in. Keep breathing. Know that this too shall pass. And I will talk to you again next week. Have a good one.